0: Welcome to the Leading International School Teams podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Ernest. Each episode is designed for administrators, teachers, and others in the international school world to be able to share stories, experiences, and innovative ideas that are taking place around the world. Additionally, I hope to be able to share some personal stories of success and some struggles that I've faced along the way. From time to time, I hope to have some special guests who will also be able to share their stories My goal for each episode is to create an ongoing discussion about how we, as educators, can create meaningful growth experiences for international school communities. The list for each episode will consist of three parts, the warm-up, the main event, and the cool-down. I'm glad you're here. Let's jump in. Alright team, bring it in. Glad you're here. It's time to do the warm-up. The World Languages Department at any international school is extremely important. Not only does this department meet the demands of an international curriculum, this department provides a better understanding of culture around the world. French and Spanish are commonly taught courses, but many schools also offer courses in the local language and some schools provide avenues for students to also study their individual home languages or mother tongue. World language learning and world language development have come a long way from the rote memorization cassette tapes that I use throughout high school. Language learning is much more interactive, practical, and applicable for students. Having a French teacher from France and a Spanish teacher from Spain bring a realness to the culture of language learning. Our guest today brings such a rich culture to the World Languages Department. Her students love her, and her colleagues have worked alongside her to grow the department over the past few years to new heights. Rebecca Lozano brings an authentic spirit of community to any group. Let's hear a little bit about her story. The main event is coming up. Hey, it's game time. This is what you came here for. This is the main event. Hey team, welcome to the main event of the Leading International School Teams podcast. Um, From time to time, we really like to just share stories um, of international educators around the world. And today we have with us Rebecca Lozano. Um, who's been a teaching colleague of mine for the past three years at the American International School of DACA. Um, she's leaving uh, to kind of move on to uh, the next phase of her educational journey, but I'm glad that she was able to join us today as we kind of talk about uh, her time at uh, the American International School of DACA um, and what she's kind of given to the school over the past three years. So Rebecca, uh, thank you for taking time to join us today.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me to this call and this interview.
0: Um, So, uh, Rebecca, we've worked together for three years, um, Mm -hmm. and you have been a Spanish instructor for middle school and high school um, in the World Languages Department, Um, but I know that you have international experience before you came to DACA, so I want to kind of give you a chance to just talk about your journey um, in the international school world and how how you feel like you've grown uh, through that journey to this point.
1: Okay, so my first... International teaching job was uh, in India, and uh, I started in 2011. And it was something, basically, I never thought it was gonna happen because uh, my starting point in teaching was not linked to the international world. But I had the opportunity in 2011 to join a school in Hyderabad. And there I went uh, to discover what was about teaching, what was about teaching my language, my culture, and i loved it i fell in love of being with kids it was something i knew from before because i already taught other things while i was working in other fields and but it was an experience that drove me to okay i want to continue teaching and i start um studying more about uh, delivering my language to others and So I started as an international language teacher, Spanish for all grades, kind of in the school. For a year I taught PYP, and then I taught some years in in middle school, and then I moved on to another international school in uh, Hyderabad too. I moved Mm -hmm. to the International School of Hyderabad, and there I spent four years, and there I was the Spanish uh, language coordinator, and i taught from k from grade one to grade 12 in my <laughs> wow. four different years and it was a i felt that i have the opportunity to work with the small kids and with the IV. and it was very interesting to see coming my grade one students to my classroom and after an hour they were coming the seniors to my class all <laughs> nervous to, to, to get ready for the IV exams and, but at the end of the day, you know, like sharing your culture and the language I know since I was, I was born was, um, was, was so natural for me, it was, uh, you know, the, the passion I have to share who I am and uh, it, it, it takes part too in, the, in the classes. And, you know, I think uh, I've grown a lot Thanks to this opportunity to be a cross, a crossover teacher mm. in all the schools I work, and um, you know I don't think there are many teachers they might like to be in elementary and then teach middle school and teach high school. I have to say it's uh, I love it. I love it because I have the opportunity to see how the kids grow and how how I we can create a different kind of relationship with the kids when they are in elementary, mm. when they are in middle school, but at the end, like to, to, to provide in the experiences that the language give them. And, and I think that was my, I would say that is the, the most important growth I have in this international world has been thanks to, 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 to being in elementary, being in middle school and being in high school. And, and at the moment, I think um, I'm very thankful of that because I, have a, I think I have a quite wide knowledge of what happened in every section in a school. Mm. And uh, you know, when I think about the language, I we, uh, we see it as a whole, but there are steps to go until you go to that hall, sure. and having a, the vision of the whole length, it's it facilitates a lot. What what how things should be when I am with kids that they are eight years old, or what do I have to ask, or what, what the kids can do when they mm. are in middle school, and you know I like that 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 um, you know that opportunity I have of being in all sections in a school. And I think that it has given me the most growth in my career, having a long view of the school.
0: Yeah, I think being a uh, crossover teacher or someone who teaches in multiple divisions um, kind of helps with that vertical alignment, not only with the curriculum um, yeah. of language or the curriculum of whatever subject you're in, uh, but just also the, the student development and, and mm-hmm. where a student is ready uh, to, uh, engage in that journey that they're on. Um, so being able to do that in, in one school, K through 12, um, wow. I, I can't even imagine like having a six or seven year old in my classroom, and then an hour later dealing with an 18 year old, um, that has completely different challenges. Yeah. Um, it now was at, very
1: interesting, Caleb. <laughs>
0: um, at, at AISD, <laughs> your, your yes. uh, crossover teacher has been limited to, uh, middle school and high school. Um, yeah. And definitely coming from a, a middle school uh, background myself and, and teaching middle school social studies, um, I've seen the World Language Department change um, over the past three to four years. And, and I think your work over the past three years has really um, solidified what that department is about and the direction that that department is going. Um, so I want you get to talk a little bit about how that particular World Languages Department has evolved um, in the past three years, um, and what do you think are some major strengths of the program that you've uh, helped build in uh, over the past three years?
1: You know, I think the growth that the department has done in the past three years is amazing. I think one of the major achievements we have done is that to solidify a program that is a proficiency based hmm. where everyone, every teacher in the department understand uh, the standards, and every teacher in the department understand the meaning of what is a level, for example, like we are working based, we are using the American Council of Teaching Foreign Languages framework, and it was uh, at the beginning when I when I joined, we were using IR standards, and I'm not saying we have put them away, but now, nowadays, we are more we are basically using the American Council of Teaching Foreign Languages. And I think this is a big achievement, uh, seeing how other schools are doing in the international world. And, you know, I am a big defender of everyone talking the same language in terms of what do we want to our students achieve? And I think that's the aim of having a standards or competences or achievement for mm. a grade level or from or when you are in a proficiency-based program, um, everyone should be clear what do we want at each level.
0: Sure.
1: And I think having a framework like it is the American Council of Teaching Foreign Language created or their European framework, it's a foundation that I think every wor- world language Or every language department in the international world should be using. What I'm saying is this I think what we have done in AISD is create a language for for our students when they move to another school. When when one of our students moves to another school, and we say that uh, John, for example, has achieved with Uh, HP or proficient the level of novice high in Spanish, we are saying with that, that every single language teacher in the world should know what does it means. Mm. And I think that's very important to have in mind when we are working in an international uh, world because our kids have a lot of they move most of our sure. kids they move a lot and sometimes when we are working of course in every depart, every world language department in other schools they they know what they are doing right but if they tell me my student john has done well in spanish 3 i need to know what is the 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 the, the curriculum view or the curriculum planning or the unit plans that you have done in Spanish three.
0: Right, what's the equivalency to what 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 we're doing, right?
1: Exactly, so I think one of the major achievements in these three years is to establish a a program that allows our students to go with their report card Hmm. to anywhere in the American system I would say, okay, sure. because we are using a spring on the American Council of Teaching Foreign Languages.
0: Sure.
1: Any school in the United States or any American school in the world with their teachers should know that if a, if a student coming from AISD got a proficient in intermediate low class, he is able to do this, this, and that, okay? So, and I think that's a super big achievement that we are very proud of it. And another thing that I, I think in these three years is that the world language teachers at ISD, they share the levels. How can I explain you this? It's like we have been uh, moderating ourselves with a rubric that we created sure. from grade six to grade 12. We have done a vertical alignment that we know, clearly what does it mean every step to go to the next level and we know how this is equivalent for example to the european framework we know how it is equivalent to the american council and we know how to link that with the with the ivy mm. so that vertical alignment that we have created it's it's very consistent there are things that we have to tweak you know like everything you know it's a working process we have a rubrics, but but do we really understand it has to be revised and see if this is working and the students understand what does it mean and i think you know we share the same rubrics for our assessments it doesn't matter french or spanish we have the rubrics for the level and and i think that's fantastic it enables us to to, to be more effective in the teaching because we have the rubrics already there for right. the, every type of communication. And, you know, I'm working with my colleagues has been amazing. Like everyone has contributed, it was easy to do. We understood well each other and that, that's, I think we have done in these three years, a big, big progress that I would say we are very much ahead of many schools.
0: I'm glad that you uh, mentioned your French colleagues as well, um, because it's not just you and other Spanish subject teachers, you're also meeting with French subject teachers together um, to collaborate on uh, what the entire world languages department is together. Um, to Mm -hmm. have that understanding of those different levels based on uh, standards or levels of proficiency. And uh, I agree with you. I think you guys have maximized your department meeting time. Um, I think you are the definition of collective teacher efficacy to where you're definitely putting all of your minds together. Um, What can I learn from you? What can you learn from me? What can we take forward together um, as a department? Um, And I think you really were very intentional Um, about what you wanted to get out of your department uh, meetings and I think that's been um, a huge benefit uh, to your uh, department as you as you detailed and and Rebecca if you don't mind um, I want us to take just a quick break because not only have you given um, so much to your department there are other areas of school that I want you to be able to talk about um, that you've definitely had a major impact on so if you don't mind uh, let's take a quick break for halftime and we'll be right back. Hey team, it's halftime and I want to say that I am excited that you're taking time to join us on the Leading International School Teams podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at leadinginternationalschoolteams.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into the second half. Hey, team. Welcome back. Uh, Before the break, we were talking to Rebecca Lozano about um, her World Languages Department and how uh, she's been a part of just this evolution to make that department more um, succinct and and more um, progressive and uh, proficiency based. And there's an understanding between everybody in the department. But um, if you get a chance to know Rebecca Lozano, she brings so much more to a school um, than just what she does in her Spanish classroom or Uh, or in her department. um, I had the privilege to work with her uh, with middle school student council for a couple of years. Um, And just her energy and her ideas and her involvement and relationships with students, um, it was always on point. Um, And I know that Rebecca, you, you bring so much more Uh, to the school. So I want to give you a chance to talk about just all of the areas that you've been involved in at AISD that have nothing to do with Spanish whatsoever. Um, Just to kind of get a sense of what the community is like at AISD um, and how you've added value to that community over the past three years.
1: Mm, Okay. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know how to start. (laughs) So, you know, I would say like, I am a person I like to dip in and I like to you know, to squeeze everywhere I work, everywhere Where I go, I like to get involved and do things and stay there to, you know, like, not, not to put forward my, my ideas. I would say like that's the, the latest, you know, like, it's not the point I want to achieve. It's more to, to be part of something. I, I, I enjoy being part of mm. the community and working and I love being with kids. And that leads me to raise, to raise, raise my hand and say, yes, I'm gonna be volunteering for this. I'm gonna be volunteering from this, right? And um, so in AISD, I've been a um, teacher sponsor for a student council, uh, as well as I was before in my previous school in India, and I loved it. I love how to see the kids, they discuss, they take decisions. They, I love to see how they think. They know everything. They know how to do it, and I, I, I think it's sometimes I, I, it's also a challenge for me to say no. Don't say it. Don't say it now. They need to discover themselves.
0: Yeah, let them go. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that's it's a very good learning experience for me as a teacher to to just observe. And because I am a person of doing, so sometimes it's it's very against me just to observe. Mm. So. One of the things I, I, as I said to you it, like seconds ago, I love to be in the community. I sure. love to to be present, and I love to make things happen. So during my three years in in, in AISD, I, I've been the student council. I've been in the wellness committee committee where with my colleague Lori Lavins, we and other. Volunteers in the first year and the other years that we were working were tried to bring to the school that opportunities where people do something different, and I think it was uh, great to see how how much talent are in the school. A part of you know we are all of us. I, I recognize super talented teachers, but everyone has a talent. That this uh, wellness program has allowed to flourish to know, oh, wow, I didn't know you were able to do this or I didn't know you are such an amazing uh, cook or uh, such an amazing uh, person to do yoga or, you know, and I think that was Super interesting for me to be part of that, to try and to, to, try and to make everyone happen, happy, knowing that those things are impossible. And I think when you are involved in a community, uh, doing, doing things for the community, you have to be ready to not please everyone. And so that's also a learning experience that I I really I really would like to everyone think about being there you know it, it's because it's very easy to talk about oh this is very bad done or very this is not well done yeah but everyone should get involved at least one in something which is prone to be criticized so i think it's it's it brings me a lot of learning but what it brings me is to to see how people enjoy whatever we are creating the community or whatever we are doing a part of the wellness i 've been a middle school uh, assistant coach for basketball, and I love it. I have to say I never was a very well basket very good uh, basketball player, mm. but I just love to be with the girls coaching and the spirits and you know and pushing them and make them believe they were doing. You know not they, they were doing they basically were doing good, and they they infusing them what does it mean to be in a team and and what does it mean for me and my values of what means being in a team so that was another part of my contribution to ASZ. and you know if there was an activity to do, I was there, and you know as I told you, Caleb, um, I think being in uh, in Being in this world, that there are so many things that that are there for us to be happy. You know, I feel this. I I feel I have to contribute to for the others to be happy as I am happy doing the the whatever I'm planning or whatever that I participate in. And um, you know, it's I cannot be just there. I need to squeeze what the community can give me and what I can offer to the community.
0: There's um, a there's one more Rebecca that I definitely want you to have a chance to talk about. You've talked about um, engaging with students with community. You've talked about um, engaging with staff with the wellness with community, but you've uh, also spent some time engaging with parents. Um, to help build community through our community ed program with what you were doing yeah. with um, your, your artist uh, program yeah. uh, on Fridays or Saturdays. I don't know which day it was, but uh, for those of you who don't know Rebecca, she's number one, she's an amazing artist. Um, and then uh, how she was able to kind of uh, lend some of her time for parents. I want you to be able to talk about that program uh, through community ed as well, Rebecca.
1: Yeah, it was, um, so I always said draw and paint since I was a child. And, you know, something I remember the first week when I joined a school, um, I don't know, if it was uh, during orientations. Um, it was an activity that someone said, what would you want to do when you grow up? Or you, we have to uh, dress up or something like that. And I said, I want to be an art teacher and I want to have my studio to, to, to retire <laughs> there and to teach art. So One of the things that AIUZ gave me was the opportunity to start that art studio I dream with, like in 20 years, maybe teaching kids when I am 60 art classes. <laughs> and so I had the opportunity to have a space to have that little art studio where parents and members of the community join for the white, black and white drawing. We did only charcoal and pastels, just black and white, but they could also use other colors. But, and it was, um, it was very interesting to see me there. Uh, although I was the Spanish teacher, it was very nice to see how parents of our students, of members of the community, they maybe could, didn't know that I was the Spanish teacher. They joined and they saw me like their art teacher. So it was like an kind of envisioning my retirement future (laughs) so (laughs) it was um yeah I have to be very thankful for that to to AISD and to Mike Denis to to have a little space for me and to the athletics and activities office to have a place for me and and to let me run that because I, I love it and also to the to the the art teachers that they would say Rebecca there is a lot of black dust in my, <laughs> in my tables you didn't clean so from here I'd like to say thank you to Mr. Trainer and Mr. Anish <laughs> so yeah um, that was a beautiful experience that I will I will try to continue to do somehow but thank you AISD for that, that uh, stage to do those things with parents and the community
0: and I think that links in with just the the overall theme of wellness Um, I mean we've had wellness as a school-wide goal for the past couple of years and it's somewhat general and people have taken different parts of what that looks like and you've definitely done it for organizing uh, individual staff wellness days whether it be on a PD day but then also being a part of the community ed program um, as a participant in activities but then also as a leader mm-hmm. um, in this kind of um, adult art education or black and white drawings or, or whatever the class was going to be called and and for parents to come in and have a different dynamic of mm-hmm. not being the Spanish teacher but you know I'm here as a parent to learn how to be a better artist from you um, you know and art expert in this regard, or, you know, somebody who can teach them. um, And for you to also have that as your own personal wellness, I think is uh, super important. And and so Rebecca, we're kind of uh, narrowing down our time here. And I want to ask you a very important question. And um, how is it that you think you're going to be remembered at AISD? Or how, how do you want to be remembered? at AISD, when people think back years from now about Rebecca Lozano's time at AISD, what are, what are they gonna say or what do you hope they say about you?
1: Um, you know, I think one word I want everyone say after I leave is, um, is joy.
0: Hmm.
1: I, it's something like, you know, I, I would like people say, she was joy. She was smiling. Mm. She was a smiley person. She she is joyful and energetic. Mm. I hope people remember me like that. And with other, you know, like I think we have our encounters when we work together. But if I have to choose a word that people would like, I would like people to link to me, I definitely would say joy.
0: I, I, I will say this. Before you even started answering that question, I have two words written down uh, in my notes for this. And believe it or not, they are joy and energy. Those are the two words that I have. Um, okay. So it's, amaz- it's amazing that I've got those in my notes. And if you weren't going to say them, I was going to prompt you to say them, uh, but you said them anyway. So I, I think it's awesome that um, how you want to be remembered Um, those are the two words for sure that I have written down for you. Um, so Rebecca, you're, you're moving on from AISD, um, but this doesn't mean goodbye. Um, and so we'll definitely find a way for our paths to cross again. Uh, for those of you who uh, would like to be better connected to Rebecca, um, we'll pass along some, how you can contact Rebecca or how you can follow Rebecca, um, in our details. Um, but Rebecca, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We wish you well. Um, on Thank the rest you. of your educational journey until you retire and set up your art studio. Um, yes. And definitely <laughs> uh, send our best wishes to Diogo and Elena. And that's going to be all for us today. Thanks for joining, Rebecca.
1: Thank you so much, Caleb.
0: Hey team, great work out there today. Now, what can we take away? What can we learn from this experience? What can we use from this podcast? Let's do the cool down. Dear Rebecca, over the past three years, you have made a drastic impact on the culture at AISD. Your energy and joy are present each day. And your kind spirit has helped to build the incredible community that we have here. Your contributions to the development of the World Languages Department have been immense, and the work that you have accomplished will continue to live on. One thing I will remember is that kids were always smiling in your room. Even when they might be faced with some difficult language content, you always found a way to reach each student. There is a rich realness that students receive from you in the classroom, and students appreciate how authentic you are with them each day. I wish you the best in the future teaching and learning journey that you're on. You'll be missed in our area of the world, but I know that you'll continue to have a global impact wherever you go. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Leading International School Teams podcast. Remember to like, share, and follow the list on Twitter and Facebook. Share the podcast with your friends. If you would like to reach out or comment or give feedback on the show, email me at michaelcalebernest at gmail.com. Until next time, keep leading.